I'm Rizlar. I'm Frosty. As nobody's really engaged quite yet. Yep, oh, there we have a bit of- Oh, is that a triple stun for the Mystic? And welcome back to the value pack. Okay, we're ready to go. So, wait, are you playing Anthem right now? <laughs> huh? This is my... It calms me. <laughs> You're actually playing Anthem during the podcast. Alright, welcome back to the to. podcast, everybody. Uh, I'm uh, Rizlar. That's Frosty. Frosty, say hi to the hi to the peoples. Hello, everybody. Wait, Hello. you're not going to do the, the cool rhyme anymore? What cool rhyme? Welcome back to the value pack. No, that plays in the intro. That's the intro. Oh, well, shit! Now they get to hear it twice. They're so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I got off track because I <laughs> I looked over for a second and saw you playing anthem. And Dude, I don't know why that's me. throwing you off so much. It's I don't standard. know. It just threw me off a little bit. All right. Anyway, <laughs> we're we're done with that. Get into the comments. Uh, Frosty, what do you want to do? Reddit or YouTube? Uh, let's start with Reddit. I haven't looked at any of the Reddit stuff. So inherently negative Reddit comments. Mm-hmm. So the top comment of the day goes to Mundo Surf Dog. He says, if they wanted views, they wouldn't make BDO videos. They make it because it's fun and the community like it. Hell yeah. And that's uh, that's in response to another comment further down that we'll get to eventually. Okay. Yeah. Um, this, um, this also fair. devolved into a Fortnite hating comment thread, which was kind of weird, but okay. On Reddit? Yeah. Those guys are my favorite. Um, Spaklos, Spaklos. I don't know how to say that. Uh, he says Musa Maywa, Musa versus Maywa next. Soon. Soon, maybe next time. Yeah, yeah maybe next time because we'll. Um, I I just don't know enough personally about the classes outside of fighting against them. I don't know their skills well enough, but I would love to bring someone on that does, and then we can have a legitimate discussion. Yeah, I, I know a little bit about uh, Musa. I know next to nothing about Mewa, so we're not the people for that, but we'll bring in somebody who is. Um, Matrix Time 69, who is uh, Sphero Frosty. Mm -hmm. He says, oh, quality. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you, Sphero. Yeah, Sphero, I love your videos, too. Uh, little Dancing Man Foxen, he says, Miss you, Frosty. Mina has been beating us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. He says, I'm lukewarm about Central Market. Sum up my feelings in one word, cumbersome. See a lot of positives, but it's not. It's just not user-friendly. Um, blah, 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 blah. I'm skipping over. He typed a paragraph. Sorry, Foxen. There's a lot of stuff here. I'm going to kind of sum it up a little bit. Uh, overall, pretty happy with the direction the game has been going. Still plenty of issues that need addressing, but balance attempts, cheater bans, new mechanics, risks, more items on the market, all great things. Um, he says might start white knighting alongside Frosty here soon. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, really love the, time. really the love the class comparisons and breakdowns for someone who is mediocre at PvP and really only knows their own class. It's really great listening to, uh, you all who are knowledgeable of multiple classes and competent PvPers. Well, thank you very much. Uh, yeah. would also love to hear more opinions about various grind spots aside from Naga Fogan. Uh, Gahaz, Manschwam, Norms. Are there more spots than that? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think there are. Well, Achman and Histria. Oh yeah. But that's that's all the spots that exist, aren't there? 
mean, it, some people still do pirates too. Ooh, gross. <laughs> uh, low flyby. Who is a block jump? He put a smiley face. Oh, like the block jump or Zark yeah. block jump? No, no, no. Zark commented on that smiley face, saying, "Who are you?" <laughs> nice. Cool. Um. Uh, <laughs> Rybobo says, uh, you don't have to run to the storage every hundred mil. You run to the market, which is right next to the trade manager. Still annoying to constantly have to re-bargain, though. Yes, Bear, my good friend Bear, corrected me about that earlier today in Discord. He talked about how, which I never realized. I never paid attention, I guess, to Valencia. But apparently there is a marketplace person right next to the trade guy. So you can just go right there. It's, mm-hmm. like, literally right, like, like five feet away. <laughs> Um, also, Bear said something about there's some buff, some, I think he said Margoria buff, that auto-bargains everything for you, so, uh, I don't know, apparently if you have that buff, then it's not a big deal, so, Rybobo, get that buff, whatever the hell he was talking about, I'm not sure. Right. Um, that's me commenting about how we are now on CastBox which is on uh, Android. I think it's on iOS as well. I'm pretty sure. Um, it's a podcasting app. So if you want just the audio, you don't want to like burn data on YouTube or whatever on your phone. My character's leg is glitching the fuck out right now. Um, if you want just the audio, you can find us on CastBox. You can search for Reslar or the value pack. You'll find it either way. And it's all there except for the first episode, which I somehow lost. Not sure how that happened, but yeah, it's all on um, there now. So you went you went back and re-uploaded all of them? Yes, except for nice. the first one. Okay. I, I have no idea what happened in my recording of the first one. I probably well, accidentally deleted it to make space on my hard drive. Well, remember, the first one was the pilot that we sent to NBC, so they kept it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We lost, we lost our rights to that. Um, Coconuthead726 says, Which gets up from knockdown faster than Wizard when the knockdown timers came out, I believe? Okay. I mean, yeah, I think, like, in those timer things, it was all, like, within, like, two or three milliseconds of each other or something like that, or 100 milliseconds. Or, it was, like, not massive, but I sure. Don't even, I, I honestly don't even know what you guys I mean, are referring to, so. <laughs> in in Node War, if you get knocked down, you're probably dead anyway. Yep. Yeah, no, there was a, uh, there was a, some chart someone had went through and tested how long every character's down on the ground for after a knockdown and they i don't know they did like a hundred tests or something with every class and it was like a little bit of consistent differences between each class so it just depended interesting um purple space cat says if you are any class and lose 1v1 versus witch whiz you are dog shit trash lord and you should uninstall yeah i have a, a friend named snap crackle that would love to duel you so you can uninstall. <laughs> yeah, Let's get that uninstall um, button going. Man, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, if I had to guess, I'd say you're probably a witch wizard that is uh, attempting to white knight for your own class here. Um, man, you just gotta. It's a hard fight. Like no one's denying that witch and wizard in one v one is on the. It's an uphill battle, right? But it's a battle that can be won. Uh, it just takes enough time. You have to be good enough and. Of course, you have to be geared enough, but that's with every class in the game. 
Um, Sweaty Wolverine is uh, the most downvoted comment I think we've ever had on our post with negative 35. He said, imagine trying this hard and having 45 views, lol. And uh, I commented that at the time of him commenting that it had only been up for 45 minutes. And uh, this episode now has over a thousand views. So that comment didn't age well. Oh no. That's embarrassing. Yeah, that's, uh, yikes. Also, it's like, so hey, that's so much effort to hate. We're not the Dallas Cowboys, relax. You don't need to hate us that much. Yeah, I don't know, that that was a weird attack. If I had to guess, I'd probably say he's from one of the guilds that uh, is really salty with us, i.e. Brutal, uh, Rehab, uh, maybe some other ones that I'm forgetting to name, but one of those guilds. I, I think he's from one of the competing podcasts, either NAT1 Siege or NA Siege. <laughs> <laughs> is that you, Tim? Yeah, <laughs> that's Tim, dude. Oh, man. Moving on to YouTube. Um, Austin Lasseter? I don't know how to say that. I'm 99% sure that's iText because it's the same picture. Uh, says 10 out of 10 for the audio death. Audio death, <laughs> indeed. Yeah, I thought enough. about taking that out, but I thought it was kind of funny, so I just left it in. What, what was the audio? What was he referring to? The audio when, when Discord died on us. Oh, in, the audio death. Yeah, okay. in the middle of recording, I didn't take that out. I thought about it, but I was like, oh, I'm just gonna leave it in. It's only for a few seconds. It's pretty funny. Right. Oh, okay. I thought he was talking about the echo on my voice. So I was like, fair enough. No. Nobody. Surprisingly, nobody commented on that. I, I'm curious to know if anybody else even realized it or not because me yeah. and you instantly realized it because we're both hypercritical about everything we do <laughs> right. i'm wondering if anyone else even realized that there is this weird fucking echo on it yeah um, when, I, when i tested it in headphones it wasn't so bad or on that like a phone speaker but in my car i was like whoa i am definitely there twice yeah Rhino says the new Crescent spot is my go-to for SP grind. Go on our show, get some PvP, get some good SP, and if lucky, get some rings. Yeah, I don't understand that. The new, the new Crescent spot. There's not. There's like less mobs there, aren't there? Than normal Crescent shrine. Yeah, pretty much. Or, yeah. Or is that like maybe they get more SP EXP per kill? I have no. I haven't even looked. Yeah, I'm not sure. My go-to spot for SP is uh, shrooms. I, I'll I'll say it until the day I die. I will shill for shrooms until the day I die. That place is by far the best place to go for SP. Shrooms and Kama. Go try it out. It's amazing. I, re I refuse to go to shrooms. I like Shira Ruins, though. I mean, Shira I guess is pretty good. If I have a gathering hoe, a little magic hoe, I can go to shrooms. Can you use a magic uh, hoe there? Is that what you do? I'm trying to learn how uh, to life skill. Don't don't talk about your girlfriend like that, man. That's rude. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> John Gee says you could attempt to get an ogre ring from the mysterious necklaces. It wasn't even mentioned as a way to grind for it, even if it <laughs> sucks, LOL. <laughs> it doesn't just suck. It's downright silly. Yeah, that's um that's lottery, brother. That's lottery right there. If you get an ogre from mysterious necklaces, you need to go start buying some tickets at some gas stations. Not not only that, but if if your idea of grinding is spending money as fast as you can, <laughs> yeah. Oh no. I mean, he is he is technically correct though. I mean, you can get an ogre ring from the mysterious necklaces. Yeah. 
So uh, everybody, go go grind your ogres at the uh, the blacksmith vendor. Um, Bombling says hello. As previous podcasts, really nice and insightful episode with some nice topics. I have a question and conversation idea. If you want to use it in top castle guilds and more organized large scale PvP guilds, there are protected area rotations. What I want to know is from the inside, how does this actually work? For example, if you are a witch zard in these fights and are assigned a PA2, do players actually hold their PA and have faith that the assigned PA1 members will get their PA cover out and protect you until it is your turn? And how are guilds making sure that everyone is getting covered? Maybe invite some shot caller or main witch zard guest for the topic. Should you choose to pick up on this suggestion? Well, we don't have a guest, but we are going to talk about it a little bit today. Mm. Yeah, uh, I, I'm, I think in the in the spirit of answering some of that, um, it's actually really hard to keep track. I know like there were times I would watch specific people that I kind of knew were doing a bad job, and I would try to talk about them after. Or if someone PAs when they shouldn't, that, that's kind of when it stands out the most. You'll see a PA at a time where you're like, I didn't call PA, or why do you even have PA right now? Like, you're supposed to be on cooldown. But outside of that, like, I know in Black Rose, like, we, no one really keeps track. You kind of have to trust that your wizards and witches are not stupid enough to just PA for no reason at the wrong time. Yeah, there's a lot of trust involved. Um, To really quickly explain how the basic PA rotation works is you just have, let's say you have, like, uh, nine witches and wizards for your nodor. Um, you can say, okay, we'll have three witches in each party, so we have three PA parties. So that means we have three, like, uh, PA rotations, basically. And, uh, PA covers, I think, seven to eight people. Some people argue more or less, but it's around seven to eight people. So you want to kind of pick as many witcher wizards in each rotation to cover as many people as you can. So generally, that's why you see siege guilds compose their guilds of like 60% witch and wizard, so that they can cover all 100 people with their, or they can cover as many people as they can with their PA rotations. But again, we're going to talk about this a little bit more later on. One of our topics today is um, large scale, uh, yeah. just kind of in general. So we'll talk about that a little bit more later. We have a lot of things to talk about. So uh, Igor Rouse. I hope I said that right. It says, which has more advantages than you mentioned, in my opinion? Uh, forward F, Detonative Flow is a powerful animation cancel for whole pre-awakening kit and has float CC. Also, Awaken Switch, Wizard cannot do that. Q, bluff, Q Block buff is just way better in mass scale environment. Gore Roll is way superior due to its movement. Back attacks mentioned, but that is the main difference. Wizard does not have any way to trade damage because total lack of frontal guards, chilling wave gets you dead. Unprotected grab, not really that useful in mass skill. Hellfire is gutted, and it was one of the rare wizard skills with good DPS add-ons. Um, yeah, so yeah, I feel bad of... for Hellfire. That's one of those yeah. ones that I, if I could choose, I would remove the CC from it and give it back frontal guard. Yeah, definitely. Um, as a former wizard for sure. Um, but a lot of these things we did mention, although maybe we didn't like touch on a lot, uh, we definitely didn't mention it, at least. Um, also, uh, Jackie Felix, a uh, Black Rose wizard, he put up a really interesting video, I think yesterday, 
uh, talking about Witch and Wizard. And he covered a lot of the same things we did, but he also talked about it a little bit more in depth and from the perspective of a uh, wizard in a top-tier uh, Siege Guild. And also, in the background of his video, he has some 1v1s that he did with a uh, really geared witch as well, about the same gear as he is. That was really interesting to watch. So, uh, again, that's Jackie Felix. Go check out his video on his YouTube channel. It was actually pretty interesting to watch. Yeah, um, he's, he's really good, too. Especially, especially in Siege. Like, he's ridiculous. Yeah. The Shepherd 112 says, What kind of class besides female Zerker would you like to see next in the game? What weapons in Awakening would be cool to you? Uh, man, I think about this all the time. I, I would love, like, a traditional either necromancer or druid in VDO with VDO's combat, I think would be so much fun. Like, maybe not a bunch of pets on Necro, that would just be a lag fest and awful node war, but to have, like, curses and dark spells and magic or whatever, like, something maybe blue-themed, like the skills blue, I don't know, I th I think it would be so much fun, but also a druid, like, if you think of the Diablo 2 druid, that had hurricane could transform into a bear or wolf, like something like that would be awesome. Yeah, druid would be cool. Um, any type of necromancer would be dope because I'm an edge lord. Um, also, like a some sort of a paladin. I know we have Valkyrie, but Valkyrie is not yeah. a paladin. It's just not. Uh, so like a traditional paladin would be kind of cool to see. Um, what awakening like a true weapon. healer tank? Sorry. Like, what awakening weapon would you put on? Like a necromancer. Uh, what awakening weapon would you put on a necromancer? I'd say magic glove, but the archer already has it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I you could do a um. I mean, you could do a wand. There's not a wand in this game. I feel like you'd have to do it reverse though, because like they they don't like the sharing of weapons. It seems like generally they kind of have moved away from that a little bit. So, if I had to guess, what I would say they would probably do is they would have maybe share one thing, and that would be like the the offhand for the uh, archer, the mm -hmm. glove. They'd share that maybe. Um, their wand, they could have like a wand for a uh, pre awakening, uh, and then like a staff for an awakening. That way, it's different from like witch and wizard. Yeah. I don't know. The, the thing is, is like the a necromancer is basically just a mage that uses different type of magic. So that's why it would be kind of hard to make it super unique in terms of like what it uses. Yeah, he can have a mojo. A, a what? Little, a little a mojo, a little hanging head, or snakes. Oh. Yeah, but then yeah, I, mean, I don't think get sued like by Blizzard, but fine. I don't think like dead people do well in uh, overseas stuff. I think that's. Very much an American thing. What? Like, uh, skulls and dead people and stuff. Like, especially in China. Like, that stuff is, like, super censored and stuff. Uh, okay. Um, which I know this is a Korean game, but, uh, I don't know. I'm talking on my ass here. Uh, Luke John says, Striker, uh, one of the best for Manchwam what? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and that one I would just refer... I mean, I'm not saying it's the best for Manchums. No, it's I'd, not. And I'm not even saying it's even like top three, but it's it's solid enough at Manchums that you can make plenty of money there and not feel bad about it. Yes. Yeah, definitely uh, not the worst. Try I playing think... Meiwa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Striker is insanely good at Manchums, personally. Um, 
like Musa is probably one of the best. Uh, Berserker is insanely good at Manchwams, and I think Striker is like right below like the top tier for Manchwams. So, yeah, they're really good. Um, Razor Chicken says, think they should add medals for War Heroes as well. Feels kind of unfair. We don't get anything else besides money. Yeah, I'm I'm with you a little bit on that. Um. I mean, I, I still think you need some incentive to want to war with your own guild, because it's hard enough to... Like, that, that's a whole new problem that I think GMs have to deal with, hearing like, oh, but I wanted a Merc today, we're placing? You know, and that, that kind of sucks, so... I, there needs to be some incentive. Maybe you get some medals for being a war hero, but more medals for warring with your own guild. Be cool. Yeah, yeah I think I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. Increase the amount of medals you get for like warring like normally because it's just not enough as it is anyway um and then you can give some medals to mercs i think that'd be fine uh yeah. and then lost souls says which and most range classes are op and node war and which will take pulse the lightning super armor skill is stupid i can't grab you in it and i get cc'd from it which they took ninja blade spin what basically does the same <laughs> That's funny. I think that was a that had a response back and forth for a while, right? I saw a little bit of fighting going on in that comment thread. Yeah. So looking at the replies, he commented as well, "Which in Wizard OP for a game around Node Wars having a heal PA and big AOE is kind of stupid. Why play any other class?" Igor Rouse, who commented earlier, says, "You are delusional. Voltaic doesn't protect against grabs." Lost Souls says, well, it does on ninjas. Been testing it all day yesterday. Cultured says, <laughs> Cultured commented, then you're trash. Lost Souls <laughs> says, I'm a 250 AP ninja with 400 DP when I'm memeing. How is not being able to grab when you do that skill makes me trash? Culture says, because you are complaining about trying to grab a bound aside from that, your timing is probably off. Yeah, I don't know. This whole comment thread is lost on me. Yeah. I, you I should don't be know. able to grab people in Voltaic Lost Souls. You're just getting extremely unlucky. Yeah, it's hard. It's definitely hard. And without the super armor, if it misses, you're pretty screwed. And witches do have high grapple res. You have to use precision um, against a witch. Otherwise, you're going to feel it. Oh, not precisions. Ignores. Yeah, precision ignores resist. No, it doesn't. What? Yeah, precision crystals in the weapon ignores resist no it doesn't does it yeah that's why it doesn't say it does it does plus 10 percent ignore all resist oh are you talking about like uh black spirits no no the precision crystal that you put in your main hand yeah 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 yeah, yeah i know eight, what you're talking about. eight accuracy plus 10 percent ignore all resist well you're lost on me now give me a second <laughs> Please tell me you knew this. Am I about to blow your mind or something? Okay, I've... yeah. The, that no, that's what I said. The black, the black magic crystal. Oh, you, were just oh, you said precisions. black spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant black magic. I thought you were just talking about the base precisions. I was like, no, they don't. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. The the yellow crystal or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. That's why I was confused. I thought you were talking about just the base precisions, and I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, I I never really referenced them as black magic or whatever because every crystal for some reason is named that and it's super confusing yeah 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 i get you 
Mom. All right. Anyway, that's uh, that's it for the comments. We appreciate you guys commenting, talking with us, having a discussion. It's always a fun time. It's my favorite part. I'm pretty sure it's Frosty's as well. Make sure you leave a comment on this video as well and keep the conversation going. Uh, moving into the first thing we want to talk about, because there's a lot today. Uh, we want to talk about the... What do we have first? Oh, yeah, the, uh, the change to T1s. The APDP cap for T1s uh, for doing Node Wars. Right. Alright, so this one, you kind of wanted to talk about this. So if you want to dive in, do you have the patch notes? I don't have the patch notes, but I remember what it was, because okay. I remember thinking it was kind of weird. Um, so basically what it is, is if you have 250 AP... Uh, you can have a maximum of 250 AP and 300 DP for Node Wars on T1s now. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think that this change is pretty obvious for anyone who Node Wars on a semi-regular basis. T1s are very volatile right now, especially with Mercs, like uh, Siege Guild Mercs going into T1s. Um, it's just not fun for newer players that are trying to do things. 250 AP and 300 DP is still quite a bit of gear. Uh, it's just, like, literally just below soft cap, or technically soft cap, if you swap a little bit of that DP with the AP. Like, in total gear score, it basically is soft cap, which was what was kind of strange to me, because right now, uh, you can basically get, uh, like, soft cap is technically 250, what is it, 250 253. Uh, well, I the old soft cap was 253. I think a lot of people debate now 257 or 261. Yeah, but I'm uh, so it would be 255 then with the 2 AP that you get from the Bartali and the uh, being level 60. Right, right. So, and then uh, like 296 DP or something like that. So it's a little bit lesser on the DP side, and then a little bit uh, more on the AP side of things, which was kind of weird to me. But uh, regardless, the reason that this is significant is because there's a lot of T1 guilds that have several members, or composed primarily of people who are above those, uh, you know, brackets, those AP and DP brackets, and that are gonna have a decision to make. They're gonna have to either, you know, make meme sets of guild or guild. Uh, meme sets of gear to continue doing uh, T1 node wars, or they'll have to move up to T2s. And uh, hopefully it's the latter. Uh, me and my friend uh, Mina, we were talking about hopefully this means more guilds on T2s to push out the siege guilds that plant on T2s that have no, bus have no business being on them. Um, so we're hoping that that's what's going to happen. But who knows? Only time will tell. We don't even know if this change is actually coming yet. It it's not on KR or anything. It's only on the test lab, so. Right. Uh, so overall, yay or nay on this? Also, oh, no. Yeah? Absolutely yay. Okay. Absolutely. Is, is it strict enough, or you wish it was even lower? Um, I, again, I, like, I think soft cap for T1 Node Wars is fine. So mm -hmm. you, that way in your head, you can be like, if you're above soft cap, you should be on higher than T1 Node Wars, and I think that's a fine bar to have. Right. Um, but again, because it's such, they chose such strange numbers. It should have been 260 AP and 300 DP, so that soft cap players can be on T1s. Because now that you're gonna have to kind of gimp yourself a little bit in one way or another if you're like <laughs> true soft cap to get on T1 right. Node Wars, which is kind of right. weird. 
Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, I like that it's low for what it means, but then I think about if you pass off cap and you're in a T1 guild, you don't get to really enjoy the benefits. Because there's legitimate people that are, A, just not very good at PvP, that are above soft cap, that are always going to be in a T1 guild, or people that just don't care to be in a bigger guild. They just want to be with their friends in T1, and now it's like, yeah, your AP doesn't matter past a certain point in these games. It's kind of weird. Yeah. So, but, um... but I do think it's a good thing, because, man, the T1 scene is it's so awful for newer guilds. Yeah, it is, especially with guilds like uh, Devour and Coupon uh, running around, like these guilds that are comprised of almost solely above soft cap members that drop on T1s just to play Dynasty Warriors. Um, it makes it really cancerous for the the new guys just trying to like, you know, get into the Nodor scene, I guess. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Uh, We'll see how we'll see how it happens. I'm interested to see what's gonna happen in those guilds, honestly. That's what I'm most interested in. See how guilds like I think uh someone told me Devour is already up on T2s, so good for them. It'll be interested to see what uh coupon does if they like make meme sets of gear, which will kinda defeat the purpose of what they originally wanted to do, which was play Dynasty Warriors on T one. Yeah. Or if they just move up to T2s, or if their guild just, like, fucking dies. If they just merge into another guild and just, you know, that's the end of that. I do also wish, and I don't know if you agree with me here or not, but I do kind of wish they would make T2s not associated with... Like, alright, so right now if you win a T2, 3, or 4, you can't T1 node. Or you can't place on a T1. I kind of wish it was the same for T2s. Just because T2 doesn't even qualify you to be on, like, participate in Siege. And I just think there's a lot of guilds that T1 is too low for them because they have a lot of geared members, but they're nowhere near wanting to Siege. And T2 is a nice, like, middle ground. But then you have guilds like Haste that place on those spots just to kill noob guilds for no reason. And, I don't know, I, I think it shouldn't really be possible, personally. Yeah, um, so, this is starting to get into the territory of, like, you can essentially look at it as, like, government regulation on, like, what the guilds do. Uh, except for in the world of BDO, there's, like, no downsides, or hardly any. <laughs> yeah. So, in a perfect world, to me, what it would be is, like, Everything would be super regulated as far as the nodes and what they are and what that means for your guild. So, if you place on... So, T1s and T2s would be together in, like, the same bracket, basically. Um, but the thing is, is once you go up, you can't go back down for the rest of the week, is what I would say. That's a change that they did a while back, and then they retconned it for whatever reason. That I don't understand still to this day. Um... That change would have been super nice now. I mean, there's still ways to get around it as it was, but that was a really good thing that they did, I thought. So once you go up, you can't go back down. T1s and T2s would be together. T3s and T4s would be together. You should, in order for you to place on one of the castles, I think you should have to have a T4. And for you to place on Balanos Serenity, you should have to have a T3. Like, in my head, I think... 
that's how it, it should just be. So that way, if you want to place on Balanos Serendia, you're kind of one of the, you know, you're a siege guild, but you're kind of on the weaker side. You're not in, like, the top five or whatever. You're not going to be placing on the the, the, the the castles or whatever. You just mm-hmm. go get a T3, and then, you know, you can be done with it or whatever. And then for, you know, the stronger guilds, it basically confines them to fighting amongst themselves up at the uh, the higher end, which is obviously... I understand there's going to be a lot of people like, well, that's kind of boring for the the Siege Guilds because there's not a lot of them. I'm well aware of that. But the thing is, is that Siege Guilds planting on T2s makes it cancer for literally everyone else. Right. Yeah. So, I would be. I mean, it's a, it's a numbers for, game. I'd be for the T4, T3 thing. Also, it would make like for some really it's, cool It's 1v1s. just a numbers game. Like, I, I've heard forever that people in Siege Guilds complaining, and I, rightfully so, I understand it, that, you know, there's nothing on T4s other than snipes and, you know, the guilds that they always fight every Saturday. And I get that. But, I mean, in, like, it's a numbers game, man. If there's, you know, 300 to 400 people that think their node wars are kind of cancerous compared to, you know, 1,000, 2,000, you know, however many uh, Nota Wars you're ruining by planting on T2s, or even worse, murking in T1s, like, it's just a numbers game, man. You just gotta go with whatever makes more people happy. Yep. I agree. This is, um, this is something that's annoyed me for a very long time. That's why, I'd like... Yeah. I'm very, I don't know, passionate, I guess, about it? Because it's something that has bothered me for a very long time in this game. We need, like, the guilds to be persecuted under the court of public opinion for dropping on <laughs> T2s if you're too strong. Make fun of those yeah. guys, because that's embarrassing. I mean, everyone hated Man Up for dropping on, like, T1s or T2s or whatever and, like, feeding it to their allies or whatever. And now it's just, like, a common thing that Siege Guilds do and nobody gives a shit anymore. Like, I don't know, it's kind of weird how all the... The like you said, the court of public opinion has like changed its like judgment on people who do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Which I never thought like here's the thing, man, I get it. Like I, I do. I get it. Like you don't want to place on only T fours and get nothing but snipes and fight against like, you know, uh black rose or snake or whatever. Like I I I totally get it. Like that's not very fun for you. But now with the Merc system, like, you can just go Merc for other guilds in, like, T3s. Or I think you could even say, like, Siege Guilds, like, if your guild owns a T4, like, you could go Merc in uh, T2 guilds, and I think that would be okay. But, again, government regulation, I think they need to do something about, like, entire guilds Merking in other guilds. Because that's kind of lame as well, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, I understand that's a lot of work for, like, Pearl Abyss and, like, the people who make the the rules and the code and all that shit, but it's just my, uh, just my personal opinion. I just want to work in Hex, dude. <laughs> want to help? Never. Want to help You'll never be out. able to. I should be able to soon. On a non-war day. I don't have a castle now. <laughs> so, yeah, I... That's that's my semi rant about Nodors. Yeah, and the caps and stuff. 
All right, let's talk about. I'm kind of curious because uh, we had the the commenter that was asking about PA and large scale and keeping track and what can you do in no doors and siege. And we also had a comment two weeks ago asking how do you know a good shot caller from a bad shot caller. So, um, yeah, I kind of wanted to go into a discussion a little bit about node war siege the difference between engaging in the two small scale large scale and then also pa how it affects everything right i think you want to talk about how pa kind of affects everything and also what the world would be like without pa yeah well that's a question that i've often asked myself and and people that i just kind of hang out in discord with because i've always said that pa shouldn't be how it is now what i think pa should be uh, or at least what I think PA would be better off being, in my own personal opinion, would be, like, to give super armor. Whoa. Uh, right. Like, give you, like, super armor for that amount of seconds instead of, uh, you know, making you invincible. Because the invincible thing is kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. But, again, like... uh, Sorry, I'm... Playing Shadow Arena, so. Oh no! Um, You're supposed yeah. to be on Anthem, where you can turn your brain completely off. <laughs> uh, I gotta make gains, dude. I, uh, I heard, and Shadow I heard Arena is the best money in the game. I heard you don't make gains anymore. They nerfed the memory fragments. They did, they did, and that's very annoying. But it's still really good money. So, um, but anyway, yeah, large scale in general. So, first of all, like I said earlier, uh. Large scale revolves entirely around PA, which is kind of stupid. Well, I, not stupid. Stupid isn't the right word. It's kind of lame. It's it's very lame. Mm -hmm. Um, it makes engages very straightforward and kind of boring. Basically, there's like two things you can do. You can pop PA and smash your face into their face, or you can try to bait their PA out so that you have PA and they don't. That's like the two things that you get to do. There's really not much else besides that that's uh really like considerable um which is very upsetting cuz there should be more to it in my own personal opinion so right um yeah so i'm i'm always a little bit torn on this because i like that pa extends fights a lot i just don't like that one or two classes rather dictate who has it and who does. Um, I've always thought it would be kind of cool if, kind of like emergency escape, every class just had a PA for themselves, just a single target. It just affects you, and gives everyone a little bit of strength. And then you can either use it with the shot caller or use it as an emergency or something, and have it have like a three minute cooldown or something like that. Um, but mostly because of composition. Like, if you look at Vertex or Snake or any of the top guilds, half of their members are wizards and witches. And then the smaller guilds can't even compete because the best wizards and witches are on those teams and there's just not even enough geared ones or good ones to go around. So that part kind of bugs me. Um, but I do... I don't know. I wonder what fighting without it would be like. Whenever there's engagements without it, as long as no one has it, it doesn't seem too big a deal. Um, 
but everyone is so paper right now that I, I still kind of like having that extra I you just die so fast I mean if I go into a ball and I don't have PA even on a mystic it's you feel like you just get eliminated immediately you don't even know what it is but when you have PA you kind of get to see your health going down 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 over time and that part I like it just sucks that it's based on the PA itself I don't know so I'm in kind of a weird place with it. I don't even know what to do to fix it. It's been in the game for so long. I think it's kind of hard to change now, but uh, I don't know. I don't know what to do with it. I'm lost on this one. Yeah, I mean, it has been in the game since the beginning of time. You know, since <laughs> yeah. people were <laughs> doing PvP. Um, I mean, the upsetting part is that we'll probably never get to see a world without PA. Um, despite the fact that I honestly think the world would be better off without PA, personally. So uh, what? Again, why is that? Like, let's say, say instead of even changing it to SA, they just removed it altogether. Why would it be better that way than how it currently is? Because I think it would. First of all, it would require you to be better as a shot caller, in my personal opinion, because you can no longer just say PA and dive. Mm -hmm. Which I understand there'll be mixed emotions on that, including from myself. What the fuck? There's a fucking... You out your mind, bitch? What are you doing? Uh... Because, like, even for me, like, as, uh, you know, I shot call, although I'm not very good, and, like, the idea of, like, man, my job's about to get even harder than it already is, is, like, kind of, like, yikes. But I think it'll add more diversity. I think it'll make things more complicated, which, is, while people are gonna, you know, uh reproach that idea at first I think will be good in the long run and uh, I think it'll also make it'll open up more slots in siege guilds and node war guilds in general for classes uh, that aren't witch and wizard because like right now like snake vertex like all the main guilds like they're comprised mostly of witches and wizards and there's nothing particularly wrong with that but it's just kind of lame for non witches and wizards obviously Right. You don't feel wanted, Rosa? <laughs> I'm a Zerker. I'm wanted everywhere. Oh, shit. Uh, but yeah. So, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. That's just my personal opinion, obviously. Like, there's probably going to be a lot of people that disagree with that. And that's chill. Like, I get it. Um, I, I wouldn't be so sure. Like, I, I think a lot of people hate PA. But... Not the Wizwood skill, the company. <laughs> no, I, I actually do think a lot of people really don't like protected area. They think it's kind of bogus, but I, I've read a lot about people hating it. I just I just don't know what you do about it. Yeah, that's the big in, in question. In a fair right? way. Like, another thing I think that would be cool, that would make it more fun to use, both for shot callers, it would make shot callers have to be better, is if PA, you know how there's that effect when you cast PA, that bubble that corner sort of pops up? Yeah. That looks like the force field. If that was a stationary object, so everyone inside the bubble for eight seconds has protected area, but you can't move, like you can't pop it and then dive. Like you have to be inside to gain the protection. Even that would make it way more interesting and a little less overpowered. What are your thoughts on that? Are you getting killed by a Zerker? Are you getting grabbed? No, I'm in a... It's the final two. 
Uh, it's, it's just you and this, one uh, other? It's me and this Valkyrie, and I'm about to get my dick pushed in. Wait. This is not good. Is... Never mind, I won. Um, wow. So Shadowrene is that easy. You could podcast and get first place against the top really... 10 players. Huh? <laughs> I really do like your idea of a personal PA. I think that would be the best thing, honestly. What about... I don't know if you thought that out, but no, I, I actually really do like that idea. That Yeah. What What about... I mean, that idea would... Yeah. It would be cool. It would be interesting in grind spots, though. Because... You basically uh, get to use it every engagement if someone has yeah, to Yeah, maybe back if you make it only a thing in Nodors. Yeah. Well, what about a PA where Wizard Witch PA, they sit in, like, the bubble, that animated bubble, and it's stationary. Like, you have to actually be in it to get PA. So, that would be cool. That would be interesting. But I think that would also be boring because uh, you could basically just, like, once they pop PA, like, Let's assume that it works how PA works now in terms of the amount of people it covers. It only covers seven, eight, you know, whatever. And uh, so you have, like, three witches or wizards, you know, and, like, a, a, a decent-sized Nodwar guild pop it. And then basically what you can just do is the second you see them pop it, you just stay away from that bubble, you know? Right. Um. So I think that would be more interesting than what we have now because you could still come up with, like, some cool tactics for it. Um, that would be kind of interesting to see how people, like, uh, play with that. But, uh, I think it would still be kind of cancer in one way or the other. Defender's advantage would be insane. Uh, it would uh, reduce attacker's efficiency, uh, basically in the, uh, in the, um, like in the open field. Whoever moves first is kind of at a disadvantage just right out the gate. Right. So... I mean, but I think that would be better than what we have now, honestly. Because what we have now is kind of dog shit, in my opinion. Yikes. That's harsh. (laughs) I mean, hey, what can (laughs) I say? Ah, fuck. Someone took the ninja right in front of me. Right in front of my face, Frosty. Dude, you're making Um, too much money in that game mode. Dude, I made 16 mil in one game. Easy clap. How long is Um, the game these days? Has it changed? No, it's still about the same. 15, 20-ish minutes, maybe. Generally closer to 15, uh, in my experience. I'm usually hovering around 16 to 17 minutes. The biggest issue with Shadow Arena right now is that Warrior's busted, but, um, yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to do about PA. I think the biggest issue with PA is that no one has a better replacement, and until they do, uh, there's gonna be nothing change, no changes whatsoever to it. Which, I can kind of understand, but at the same time, it just makes large scale kind of boring, and I would personally like to see what it would be uh, without it. So, it, in my opinion, in my anarchist head, I'm like, just remove it and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. I, um, yeah. I, it would be cool to see. I mean, if they removed it on global. I mean, the problem is you can't test it on global labs. There's no way to really get a node war going in there. Also, what happened to our territory wars? Speaking of global test lab. So if you uh, clicked on the right card uh, in that card thing online, video third anniversary thing, <laughs> it actually says coming 2019. <laughs> okay. It's, so. Well, I have, a, I have news for you. It's 2019. Where the hell is it? Yeah, apparently not early. Tw- apparently not Q1. Yeah, what the fuck? Probably Q3 or Q4. Interesting. 
Um, I I still think that whole thing is kind of lame, personally, but... I think it's going to be so much fun. Even if it is lame, at least the first couple times, it's going to be fun. I want to try it. Okay. All right, let's move on. PA's PA's not going to remove PA, so it's kind of relevant. PA is not going to remove PA, correct. Maybe we can have a truce between guilds. Maybe Vertex and Cho will agree with Black Rose and Snake to not use PA in the next siege. I could see that. I'm sure they'll work something out. Uh, Alright, moving on. Uh, Oh, actually, let's talk about... Let's talk about the different... I mean, we can talk maybe class by class, not every class, but just touch on a few classes, the ones you main. Um, In large scale. Like, engaging in large scale in Siege and Node War. So I know we've had a lot of discussion about how good or bad Zerker is. You and I kind of debate about it all the time. But mm-hmm. I would actually love to hear from a Zerker's perspective. If you're with your main ball or whatever, and you're about to engage with another group, what kind of is Zerker's job? Like, what do you do? Your shot caller calls PA, dive, dive, dive. Like, how are you moving on your Zerker? What are you doing as a Zerker? Like, where are you supposed to go? What are you supposed to do? Are there different play styles? Can Zerkers do different things? Are you kind of relegated to hiding in the back with your flame cannon? What What's the deal? So, I've said this multiple times. Um, Zerker, in my opinion, is kind of weaker in large scale. And really, I should I should expand that comment more. Zerker is a flanker class in large scale. They're really good at, you know, you get behind the enemy and you blow up their backline before they know what's coming. You know, Ancient Wave is an amazing ability. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you do get knocked out of it, you know, 30% of the time you use it. Standard. Um, so you're a flanker class. My issue with Zerker and why I say I think it's a little bit weaker in large scale, um, is because there's other flanker classes that do its job better. Um, aside from when it has Q buff and hundred percent. Whenever it has Q buff and hundred percent, there's no class in the game that does a flanker's job better than Zerker. Because you cube off, you get to knock them all down, it's super easy, you do it from range, so you're pretty safe as long as you're not getting ganked. And then you run in, you 100%, if you're doing it properly, they shouldn't have PA if you're timing your shit properly, or at least knocking them all down. The odds of them having PA are very low, and you get a bunch of kills and you wipe them all. Um, That is why I've always said that I think Zerker is a little weak in in Node Wars, is because if you you took away their, their, their cube off, and they're 100%, I think there's just other classes that do their job better, honestly. Um, so, to more properly answer your question, in a ball, theoretically, Zerkers are nowhere with the ball. They're, like, already getting in position to flank. And really, in my head, and there's probably going to be people, other Zerkers, that disagree with this. And this is probably why I don't get as many kills as I do. I try to engage on a ball, on a ball's backside, right before the PA is even called. Because in my head, the second that a PA is called, PA is being casted, the enemy's going to see that, they're going to be calling PA as well. You want to try and hit that ball before they hit PA, so I try and go in right before the ball uh, PAs itself, and, you know, right before the clash hits. Because in my head, my goal is to take out, you know, if I can kill, you know, maybe five to ten people and you know three or four of those are witches or wizards then i'm doing my job right so i don't know that's that's what i do there's probably gonna be other zerkers that do it differently 
Maybe they, they, they play it, you know, Zerker as a front line, which I think is a horrible mistake. But, uh, you know, you do you. Right. Um, yeah, I'm kind of curious uh, what, like, how, like, Zune and some of these other Zerkers play in Siege Guilds. And, like, Siege is weird, too, because there's so many more people that it's, like, uh, shit's scary. Um, so on Sork and Mystic, if I may, on Mystic particularly, you kind of just, like, main diving with the ball, using your vacuum when it's called. Generally, I, I actually wait until it's called, because some of the better shot callers will call when to use vacuum for whatever reason, to disable some players or to keep people grouped up so nukes can land on top of them or whatever. Um, but basically, you're rotating super armors and trying to stay alive. I'll, I'll dive in, get a few hits off, rotate some of the main super armors, and then dive out. That's usually what I do. And then um, on Sork, I actually feel like it almost plays the way you described Zerker. To be yeah, honest. as a flanker class. Yeah, it's a little bit flank. Like with the main ball, I try to time Dream of Doom right when they call PA. If I can get a couple free knockdowns right at the beginning, and I'll do the long version, not the instant Dream of Doom, because the stiffen in that moment is kind of won't really help. And then, really, I just try to. That, that's almost like your timer because Dream of Doom has a 10 second cooldown. So I'll try to dive in, throw Dream of Doom. The PA is called dive in with PA, use as many skills as I can, and then before Dream of Doom is up again, get out and be ready to back up and try to Dream of Doom on people with low health possible. Um, I actually, Man, like, Sork is a lot of fun in Nodwar and Siege. Mystic is a little bit less fun. I think if you had like 350 DP with like some insane gear, it would be super fun just being able to stand in there and take it, whether you have PA or not. But Zork and Node Wars is, is like one of the most fun things ever. There's nothing more satisfying than getting the swipe off of Grim Reaper's Judgment, seeing two people fall over and two people die. Uh, shit feels good. Uh, have you ever killed ten people with a uh, 100% flying above them like an artillery strike? <laughs> no. I've not done that, but... Because that's pretty satisfying. <laughs> I, have, I have done that. I don't know if you remember that war a while back against Republic. When we, we like, there was like a moment, Hex vs. Republic, and we dove in, like right on top of their base with the. It was like I e buffed, got PA, Sork balled, and then used Karshin's Nightmare, and just one by one, like death, death, death. Everyone came in to try to help, and then they just got stuck in the ball and died. It was so nice. That does feel <laughs> good, too. Uh, yeah, um. Sork, man, I, I think Sork is a perfect example of one of those classes that is also a flank class that I think just kind of does it better, honestly. I mean, yeah. Zerker, you know, Zerker, Q-Buff, you know, they have that ranged knockdown. Um, It has a huge wind-up to it unless you're Q-Buffed every three minutes. You know, Sork has Dream of Doom, which is every 25 seconds for the Instacast, uh, I think, and then every, like, what, 10 seconds for just the base ability, but it has that small wind-up to it. Yeah, 10 seconds base, 30 seconds for the ultimate. Yeah, so, um, you know, they have they have their range knockdown up more often, um, and it's, uh, their ultimate is also really useful in large scale, except for their ultimate doesn't just completely get negated if, uh, somebody is PA'd. 
Like, it's still really useful if you ulti a group of PA'd people, because you still get the, the vacuum effect. Yeah. Which is super useful. It, it is, but it's... The Sorkball vacuum of all the vacuums is the easiest to get out of. It is. That is it true. Is. It is. I, it, for me, um, it's, it feels so rare that people are stuck in that anymore. Uh, also, not to mention uh, the... I feel like Sork is way safer than Zerker, and has... Uh, Maybe not more long-distance mobility, but definitely in the short term, just more mobility in yeah. general. And this dude is actually going to try and fight me right now. So I would I would say, I would agree that it's safer on movement, less safe on attack, though. I mean, considering it doesn't have protected abilities. So when you do want to try to land a CC or use any skill, even damage, there's, not, there's no protection. Outside of, I guess, Karshan's Nightmare, but... It's hard to do that in the middle of a group unless someone's like in a sork ball. Right. I mean, like, once the numbers get crazy, like in a 5v5 situation or something small like that, I feel on sork like I can poke and prod and get CCs easily. Once it's like 40 versus 40, now it's like any little thing when you use the skill touches you and you get CC'd, so it's, it's a little bit harder. But yeah. I don't know. I do think, yeah, it's a similar role to Zerker in that sense. Yeah. Uh, I, like, I don't know. You might disagree, but I just personally think Sork just does it a little bit better. Um, again, yeah. without accounting, <laughs> if we're not accounting for Q-Buff and Ulti, then it's a lot better. I do disagree heavily, but only because uh, the Sorks don't do very well in my guild. Only the Only the <laughs> Zerkers do. Maybe uh, your Sorks suck. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, Zerker does have... I'll give you this. Zerker does have being tanky, but being tanky just doesn't account for much uh, when everybody has, like, 280 AP. Yeah. Like, I'm not... Like, me, 5.2k HP. I'm not surviving a lot of engages. <laughs> like, hardly any. Right. I'm I'm very much dying just the same as everybody else. Everybody likes to talk about, well, they're so tanky. It's like, in a ball, dude, you're still dying just the same as everybody else. Right. Um. So people that PA when it's not their turn to be to PA, should they be immediately kicked from all guilds? <laughs> yeah, I don't really get that, man. Um, the thing with large-scale PvP, like we mentioned earlier, is there's a lot of trust involved, like, all around. Um, you just gotta have faith that your your shot caller knows what he's he's doing. Um, and not just blow it on your own. Unless you were specifically allocated to, you know, use it whenever you want. Because uh, there are, you know, occasions when that is done. Right. I don't understand the mentality of... I know what's better than whatever the leader is doing. Yeah. I don't quite understand that mentality. That's something that I've never understood in, I mean, every video game I've ever played that I've played, like, competitively. I just don't, I don't get that mentality, but that's something that is uh, very much prevalent in BDO as it is in most games. <laughs> Isn't the other game you play Pokemon Go? You know it. Are you having that extreme. issue in Pokemon Go? <laughs> That's Dream. That's Dream. Oh, yeah, Dream. Play. Well, yeah, but he just does it to quote-unquote pick up chicks, which makes no sense to me. <laughs> um, yeah, I, one of the things I have an issue with is it. it's funny because the really good wizards and witches PA with a group when they're told to PA, and then it's always 
not always, but most of the time, the bad ones that are like, well, I didn't think we were going to be able to get it off in time, so I just peed early to get it on myself, otherwise I was going to die. And it's like, well, that's nice, except you staying alive for five more seconds while the seven or eight other people that would have benefited from your PA died doesn't help us at all. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of true. Yeah, that's... um. You know, I, I think it's hard, too. I think it's hard for Wizard or Witch in those situations, too, because to be micromanaged and told how to play your class is not an easy thing to do. You kind of have to set your ego aside in those moments, you know? Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, if you want to maximize your your chance at at, at victory and whatever you're doing, you have to be able to to work together and you know not be an egomaniac, psychopath, whatever. Right. No, I I agree. So, I just think like if you're if you're a good wizard or a witch and you join a guild and it's your first time like really being micromanaged by a shot caller, it's it's not easy to set how you feel you should play aside and do what they're saying, you know? Because you're like, everything you've learned over the last five months of PvPing or whatever you've done, you felt like worked, and then this guy's telling you when to PA and when to e-buff, and even in, like, Black Rose, it tells you when to switch to Awakening and when to stay in pre-awakening, stuff like that, when you probably feel you know better, but you kind of got to just set that aside and do what the team is trying to get done. Oh man. So Node War and Siege, is it fun? Uh yeah. I mean I think that's what keeps most people playing the game. I have a weird meta, like not meta, but like a I there's Siege has this rap. Like I met a lot of people since when I was GM of Hex and before and after, just that don't want to siege. And I know part of it's because of politics. Part of it is just people just don't enjoy sieging maybe the day. Like, I don't know, whatever it is. But how do you, like, how do you feel about siege in that sense compared to node war? Is it better, worse, more fun, less fun? Do you enjoy the politics, hate the politics? Like, kind of how do you stand on that? So I, uh, I personally enjoy, like, open field fights. They're really fun to me. Mm-hmm. I don't like castles. Don't I don't like think castles. anyone enjoys castles unless you're a witch or a wizard, honestly. Yeah? Yeah, I think castles... I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm alone on this, but castles are just kind of lame. They're kind of boring. You don't really do much. Um. Whoops, I used the wrong ability and died. Um, unless you're a witch or a wizard, most of the time you're kind of just waiting for like gates to fall or waiting for and engage to happen, especially if you're on the offensive. Um, you know, you're just kind of usually just waiting for something to happen. It's very, uh, very boring. But open field fights, very enjoyable. That's why, uh, like, if I do siege stuff, I typically try to go to, like, Balanos or Serendia type stuff. Yeah. Because that stuff is fun to me. Uh, even though walls are cancerous, because they're basically, like, upgraded barricades time 9,000. Uh, still really fun for me. I, I think it's really fun for, for most classes. Um, maybe a little bit less so for Witch. <laughs> I bet Witch really enjoys, uh, castles, because you just set your back to a wall and a choke and then just spam all your shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, when I, as a GM, I hate Siege and a lot of the Node Wars, because dealing with the politics and 
trying to remember which guilds hate you, which guilds don't, and why. Or, like, trying to figure out if someone does hate you and you just didn't even know, so they're going to backstab you or whatever the case. I didn't enjoy but as not a GM, I love the politics so much. And the trash talk and all that, it's so good. I think it just makes Siege, like, way more exciting and way more fun. Yeah, as far as the politics stuff goes, I've never been one to really give that much of a shit about it. Um, I don't know, even when I was a GM, I didn't really do much in the realm of politics. I was just like, people would, you know, ask me to be allies, and I'm like, yeah, sure, and people would hate me, and I'm just like, okay. Like, I think people let the politics dominate their, their BDO lives way too much. Just, uh... You know, figure out what you want to do. If you want to fight, then go for fights. If you want money, then go for money. And then just do that. And if people have an issue with you or, you know, people, you know, want to do alliances or break off alliances or whatever, I mean, it's all whatever, you know. Life goes on. You just keep striving towards your goal. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what you got to do. You just got to keep striving. Yeah. Um, all right. We should we should move on. We've been on Siege and node war and stuff for a while i love siege though if if you can get into siege or merc for a siege guild and you never have before now with the new merc system you kind of have the opportunity i would do it even if it's a smaller guild there's some guilds that don't bring 100 people that would probably gladly like to have some mercs for them so especially if you're a witch or a wizard especially if you're a wizard or witch uh yeah, moving on. I wanted to quickly touch i'm not even really going to get into a discussion too much but i wanted to talk mention how insane the marketplace has been and how complete opposite of just about everybody's prediction has come true. So I think yeah, everyone thought everything's going to be super expensive. And I remember in the last podcast, I asked you about, I had been hearing that trash loot's not going to be worth anything because the only, everything's worth so much, like an ogre ring, that the right. best money per hour is going to be grinding accessories. But right now, accessories are just sitting on buy there's like dozens of them or hundreds of them in some cases like close to thousands the price is completely dropped even ogre rings are like 90 mil um i don't know it's just insane and i just wanted to point it out even today right before we started the podcast there were 13 vels concentrated magic sitting on buy which isn't like just nutty to me yeah, I think there's a lot of things going on, but uh, ultimately I'm pretty okay with how things are now. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna last like this though. No, that's the thing. Probably not. But if you're... I think this is, I think we're in, I think we're in very much a like a honeymoon phase, and uh, eventually it'll wear off and we'll get back to uh, <clears throat> our our normal complaining. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on. So. I kind of want to talk about a little bit about gear, and there's not yep. a whole lot of gearing options in BDO. You basically go super evasion meme, or you go full AP, but there does come a point, and I, I'm a little bit at this point, I think you're arguably at this point, you can make the case, where now when you get an upgrade, it's so much work and such kind of a minor upgrade that you want them to be meaningful upgrades. And we just got a free... 2 AP and 2 DP from the Bartali quest and this new when you're level 55 you just have DP and level 60 you just have an AP. The sheet AP plus there's Kaffir stone so you can boost DP and AP that way. 
So my question to you is, at what point do you stop building AP and start going for DP and why? And does it depend on the class? Like how, where are you at personally? What numbers would you switch to it? Or does DP not even matter to you? Um, so there's really only like one thing there you have to go AP. Um, DP memes are fun. I don't think they're super effective once you get to like higher in PVP though. And I think that's the issue that a lot of people are starting to figure out. Um, I don't know. Maybe I, I might be wrong on that, but like generally speaking, full evasion meme doesn't tend to work on really high geared players. Right. That's 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 been generally speaking so, my my experience and my understanding of it. So you have to go full AP. You're talking about the evasion meme that's where you're like 150 AP kind of thing. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Like full straight evasion DP, whatever you know, all that stuff. Um, you just have to go AP. I think at a certain point you do get to a point where you're reliably one shotting basically everybody. Um, aside from maybe, you know, if you get a 1v1 against the, the 150 AP DP memes, maybe you can't 1v1 that guy, but you get two or three of your friends and, you know, you're still okay. Right. Um, and then at that point you start building a little bit more DP, but, um, again, at that point, I just don't, I, I, I don't think it matters that much personally. Um, it. To me, as an uneducated 265 AP club, <laughs> it seems like it's all or nothing. You just put all your eggs into one basket, whether it's AP or DP. I personally think AP is just better because once you get enough uh, upgrades in the AP department, your AP and your accuracy goes through the roof, and you're just able to kill anybody regardless of whatever they have. Um, but... Yeah, you put all your big, you put all your eggs into one of those baskets, and that's just how it goes. I like the idea of putting all your bags into your basket. Yeah, all your bags. <laughs> well, um, so you don't think there's because I feel, I think around two sixty nine, maybe two seventy three, and I know this is super high end, like that we're talking about, but I think after that, I don't find the AP as valuable for me personally. So. Going from 273 to 277, you get five or six additional AP, I believe, in that bracket. And I just don't think that that is as important as starting to stack DP just because you the DP scales on percentage for the damage reduction plus the amount of stats you get is actually like kind of high. And the Kafir Stone enhancements on pen boss armors really aren't that bad so it's like 400 i believe 480 kafir stones to get to level two on an armor yeah. piece which gives you two dp like 20 hp some evasion so and then with the bonus stats that you get just for having more dp you get additional d damage reduction and damage reduction percent boost so i'm kind of the mind like if you're 269 maybe 273 um i 
think it's better. You're better off. And maybe it depends on the class, because some classes you're just going to squish to death anyway, like a Dark Knight or a Ranger. But I think it's... I would rather go for DP. And that's kind of what I'm starting to do now. I'm not going to enhance anything for AP anymore. My next accessory is going to be an Orkinrad belt. After that, I'm just going to focus on armor. But what? at what point do you feel like that might be the case for you or do you would you rather just go 290 ap with like 296 dp just stay at 296 so i think very very specific specifically jesus i can't talk today um i think for me as a zerker like you can build a little bit of survivability and maybe you know get away with extra benefits because zerkers are very tanky on the baseline um if i was playing any other class like literally any other class, I wouldn't even consider like going for any sort of DP stuff. Mystic and Strikers too. Mm, no, I don't think so. Hmm. Because I th- here's here's my issue with this whole idea. And again, this is the opinion of an uninformed 265 AP plus. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't see the things that you get from you know caffrising your your armors and, you know, getting pen armors and all that, that, that stuff there. In a large-scale fight, I don't see it mattering that much. I, I, I feel like you're still gonna die. Maybe you get one more ability off in a, in a, in a rotation. And that's about it. Um, and hell, I mean, even if you do stay alive and, you know, you get out of the fight, you're, you're gonna be the only one like let's say it's a big engage you overall lose the engage but you live like generally speaking that's not what you want to happen because <laughs> like that becomes a nightmare because now you have to meet up with the rest of your group and hope to god that you don't die on your own where now your timer is just completely offset with the rest of the ball right like that is a nightmare situation to be in um so I, I I don't know. I I'm very mixed uh I'm very mixed thoughts on it. As a zerker personally, I'm kind of like, yeah, that'd be a little bit nice because maybe just a little bit of extra DP, a little bit of extra evasion, a little bit of extra HP, and I can survive a lot longer in these large scale fights. Mm-hmm. Uh 99% of the time I blow my load on a group and then I start trying to heal through damage and it doesn't work. Right. Um because typically I get slowed and you can't move as when you're slowed as a zerker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so maybe if I had that little bit of extra DP, you know, evasion, HP, whatever, I can survive that. And you know, that sounds chill. But um, yeah. Also, being able to just walk up to a group and ancient wave them, and they literally all just vaporize. That also sounds very enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. Because I'll tell you right now, even at 265 AP. Uh, my Ancient Wave feels like it doesn't do as much as I see other Zerkers doing. Right. Maybe that. So, maybe that's because everyone has DP now. <laughs> <laughs> that means I need more AP. Yeah, that's that's the hard counter. Uh, I think like I think th- here's 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 the other issue I have with it. I feel like this idea of we need to stack more DP, like it. You're getting dangerously close to EU levels of thought there. Um, okay, this is taking a turn. Well, it, it, what I mean by that is, like, 
I don't know if it's still like this over there. I haven't paid attention to the EU scene in a very long time, but when I used to pay attention to it months ago, if not years ago, um, everybody was building lots of DP, and that was basically just the focus. The focus was DP. You want to get as much DR, you want to get as much evasion as possible so that you can survive the large-scale fights. That's what everyone was thinking. And as a result of that, like it was very hard to kill each other because they're running around with like 350 DP, and they were at the time anyway. They would have like you know like 150, 180 AP. Right. And my concern is that you know with this thought process of well we need to just start stacking on a bunch of DP so that we live longer. We start getting to those levels of uh of, of thinking and uh it's going to change the entire meta as a whole that would be my concern but that's uh that's a little bit of tinfoil that's that's more tinfoil than uh or like uh what's the thought like conspiracy theorists right than anything tin else tinfoil is the right you had it right did yeah. i i don't know tinfoil to describe a... nut jobs like yourself it works <laughs> <laughs> Like, dude, like, here's the thing. I've always, I've always appreciated, like, in the old NA versus EU memes. Please don't fight me. Please don't fight me. Please don't fight me. He's fighting me. In the old NA versus EU memes, I always appreciated the fact that, you know, here's NA with, you know, two fucking 250 AP, um, you know, doing their thing, and then here's EU, you know, boring old EU with, you know, 400 DP just trying to boring survive old, fights. Boring old AU. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're boring. What else would you call it? I don't know. I, I didn't fall. I don't know about this DP in the EU thing, but I'll say this. Like, I have this dream build in my head, and I think it doesn't work on every class. Like, on Sork, I don't really care about it too much, but on Mystic, I would love to have, with a Ted Orkinrad belt, I think I would need one more Ted accessory to get two more AP, and then a pen, uh, having a pen, what is it called? Uh, Kudum? Yeah. And then having a full set, or maybe even just three, like, pen armors, and getting Kaffir's level four, or whatever. Like just boost it. I mean, level nine I think is sixty six hundred Kaffir stones, but it gives you ten DP or something insane like that. So I I just would love that to be three forty seven, which gives you twenty percent damage reduction while still having two sixty nine AP. I think would be super cool. Specifically on Mystic, I think it would be really cool. Yeah. Uh. No. I. I. I get that. I guess. I just like when people are like this fucking mystic, dude. It's magic DP, dude. So bullshit, dude. I, I enjoy See, I, that, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm AP monkey brain. So, for me, it's it's for me personally, it's it's very simple. Just AP. Just all you need. AP. AP. You want to get, you want to get enough accuracy to where you don't have to worry about you know not hitting your average person a lot. And uh, with enough AP, anything is possible. So would you recommend someone who's newer to even go to Ted Armors or just stay try? Uh, no, Ted Armors. I mean, because Ted Armors is very doable. It's very... Um, I'm about to trigger a lot of people, but Ted Armor is very easy. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, it's not very hard. And then once you get it, you just kind of have it. 
because you don't you don't go for pen in 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 my world you don't go for pen yeah unless you have literally nothing else to do i don't know pen sounds so cool doesn't it it does but you know what sounds cooler pen dandy pen zarker pen zarka pen Nuver. uh full tet yellow accessories ogre crescents uh you know even tungrad belt uh tungrad necklace you know tungrad ring when that shit comes out full tet of those that's that sounds awesome to me yeah those also sound pretty cool i can't lie but again ap monkey brain i'm i am very much old school in a like more ap equals better like i have not changed my way of thinking since the day i uh, i found out you know, the day I started playing this game semi-competitively, AP is better. And I just got a Kudum in Shadow Arena, so that means I basically win. <laughs> uh, that's funny, because that has more DP. So... Yeah, so... it would have been better if it was a Nuver, but it's a Kudum and that's okay. Right. Um, Alright, so moving on. I, I think... I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't agree with you, but I'm not, like, super passionate about it. The AP still definitely matters. I think till. 269 at least you kind of just need ap first it's the most important thing i think after that you can play around and divert your build a little bit um i mean i i i and again i i understand where you're coming from with that it's just for me personally like just more ap more ap more ap more ap more ap right. always more ap so but i understand the i understand the the desire to diversify your build and try and you know, go out into uh, different areas of the build spectrum. Yeah. So you don't recommend me selling my Tungrad belt and going for a Ted Orkinrad? I do not. I think that's incredibly stupid. Interesting. But you do you, man. It's your gear. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, what if I sold my Ogre and went for Benchos? That would be incredibly stupid, unless you were planning on going full DP meme. Uh-huh, then it wouldn't be stupid. <laughs> it wouldn't be stupid. No, like I said, you put all your bag. I think all your bags in one basket, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, all your bags in one basket. So if you want to sell your your tech crescents, your your ogre, don't. your don't. You know, no. everything, you want to go Cadres, no you know, Manos Ruby earrings. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. I think that's chill. You know. I don't think you're gonna have a lot of fun, but I think it's you know it's your uh. It's your world. I'm just living in it. Yeah. Um. Okay. Moving on, real quick. Last last topic. We can kind of just touch on this. We'll get a little bit uh, personal here. So it's the three year anniversary events that are going on. They have a bunch of events. Some of them make you go to the website, click these treasure chests, so you can get coupons, so you could feel rewarded when you buy pearls from them. <laughs> um. And then there's uh. They have a they have a bunch of events and games, most of which I'm not keeping up with too much. I just know that I get free sharps and hards every day, and they're sitting on the market on buy. There's thousands of them, and the price is super low, so that's fun. Um, but I did want to ask. So the game has been out for three years. I didn't play the game in beta or at launch, and I was kind of curious if you did. How long have you been playing? What got you into BDO? And did you think when you started that you'd be playing as long as you did? Because I'm pretty sure we both have been playing a long time. I'm pretty sure you've been playing a little bit longer than me. So when did you get started? What got you into it? And did you think you'd be playing this long? 
So, uh, my video career started on day two. So, technically speaking, I didn't play at launch, but, you know, close enough. Um, my friend, uh, Goldfish, shout out to Goldfish. He, uh, he told me about this game called Black Desert Online. He said it's a Korean MMO. Uh, fun fact, I had only ever played a handful of MMOs before this, including RuneScape and Terra. Mm -hmm. And I didn't play either of them very seriously. I played them very casually. Um, we're talking like I'd log into them maybe three times a week casually and just kind of dick around for, you know, an hour or two and then log out. Right. Um, but whenever I played BDO, I was, I, whenever he showed me BDO, he showed me the trailers and stuff, you know, all the stuff that was coming out to try and get people hyped for the game. Uh, I was blown away by how fun it looked. Uh, the combat looked awesome, you know, all the skills and everything. Uh, there was this berserker character that was like, he just swung these giant axes around. I was like, holy shit, that's badass. How do I do that? You know, how do I, how do I play that class? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I, I started playing it. Ironically, the first thing I fell in love with was uh, trading, which is very funny if you know me now, because I don't do trading. No, no, you don't. <laughs> um... But I was like, in my head, I was like, dude, you make money by buying things? Like, this is incredible. Like, literally trading. I don't mean, like, trade crates. I mean, like, buying stuff in Velia oh. and then rolling it to Calpheon. Like, trading. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Uh, so random. So, oh, God. Yeah, dude. Dude, dude, it was such good money. I could make, like, I could make, like, 100,000 silver an hour doing that. Like, it was insane money. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, um, got into a guild called Oblivion that, again, my, my good friend Goldfish was in. And, uh, we just, uh, we fucked around a lot on that, on Uno back in the day. I was, on, I was an Uno boy, and this Kuno just fucking glitched out. Um. And that was when I started enjoying PvP. I started doing PvP a lot more. And, uh, yeah, I, I never, never really thought too much about the future. I don't do that in my real life, and I don't do that much in BDO either. Mm -hmm. So, uh, no, I, I didn't really expect me to be uh, still playing here three years later now. Uh, after all the things that I've been through, all the times that I've raged and been like, oh, fuck this shit, I'm quitting this fucking game. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, all that stuff. Um. Never thought I'd still be playing, but here I am, running around as a ninja in a, a battle royale. Never would have called that either. Yeah, where gear doesn't matter. Where gear doesn't matter, except for it does, and it's even more random somehow than the actual <laughs> game. Yeah. Um, but, uh... Yeah. Yeah, also, shout out to Fire Nation. My, uh, my first home. I don't think anybody... There's there I would be shocked if there was ten people that still play the game from Fire Nation. But if you guys happen to hear this podcast, shout out to you guys. Rizlar My very first you. home. Please reach out. So. Just trying to restart the guild. <laughs> uh I saw Richard. Richard, I don't know if you watch this. I don't know if you remember me, but uh, I saw Richard. I think in Black Rose or Barcode, one of the two. I don't remember. Richard Sen Richard Senpai. He still plays. He's a Zerker. So. Hi, Richard. <laughs> there you go. Um, so yeah. I started when my first time picking up the game is when the Musa came out, and 
I played the Musa to level 15. I thought it looked really cool. And then I think it had a defense bug. Do you remember that when it first came out? Its DP wasn't working, so it always had zero yeah, DP. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, something along those lines. I didn't know much about the game. I stopped playing the Musa. I played a Valkyrie and a Wizard. I got the Valkyrie to level 44 and the Wizard to 28, and then I was like, yeah. I'm. I saw that people were already, I think level 55 was the cap at the time. And it was just, for how long it took me to get to 40, I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to catch up. So I just quit. And then I was playing Blade and Soul for like a few months and then switching back, trying different games. And then I got a new PC. I had to play on low and it was pretty laggy for me. Then I got a new PC and I was like going to try Blade and Soul. I was trying that new game Revelation Online, which was horrible dog shit really really (laughs) bad and i was like well i just want to see how bdo runs on here and i was playing it and just how much more smooth and how much better the world looked playing on higher settings i was like man this is awesome and like leading up to that i was still like kind of checking in on news because i was interested in it and i saw the awakenings like in some videos and those kind of blew my mind and then i started playing again when dark knight came out and have not stopped since (laughs) so um yeah i didn't think it would last as long as it did for me honestly like i get bored really quickly like i was obsessed with terra and i was obsessed with ion and i was obsessed with blade and soul and all those games only lasted maybe four to six months but here i am man grinding away yeah at naga's since day one. How many how many times do you think you've taken a break or, you know, air quote quit BDO? Uh just the once after Musa. I've never taken a break from BDO. Oh really? I've done it countless times. Pro- probably <laughs> at least like seven or eight. Oh no. Yeah, I've never I've never officially like stepped away from the game. I don't think I've missed a login reward since I started playing again when DK came out, unless I couldn't be home. Yeah, the the three times I've done it. The three times in my head, anyway, that I've done it for a really long time was um, whenever back on uh, Uno, I had quit the game because uh, my guild had pissed me off, Mm -hmm. and I was like, you know what, fuck this game, I don't give a shit, I don't need to play this fucking game, and I quit. Came back months later, uh, right before uh, Warrior Awakening came out, and at the time I was a warrior, so I was like, oh shit, yeah, I'll do this for a while. And then uh, also took a break after, um, what was it? Um, I can't remember exactly what time it was or why I even did it, actually. It might have been after Fire Nation died. So Fire Nation merged into Equilibrium, and I took uh, I joined Equilibrium. Equilibrium sucked. Shout out to Equilibrium. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I have friends. I have I have plenty of friends that were in equilibrium. Uh ironically a lot of them are in coupon now. So that's awkward. But uh yeah, um didn't like equilibrium, left, and then I think I took another break for a while, came back to the game. For a while I mean like a couple months. I think that was when I took that one. And then the third one that I took for a couple months was uh after TBO. After I left TBO and, and TBO died. Um, yeah, that was a... That's the one I regret. <laughs> really? That's, that's the one that I wish I could take back. 
Why is that? Uh, I miss TBO, man. I miss TBO. As much as I love Hex, and I love the people that are in Hex, and I love the community, and, like, to be fair, I have, like, 30 to 40% of TBO <laughs> yeah. in the Hex community. I was community. gonna say, isn't, aren't you in TBO right now? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I just miss it. I miss TBO. That guild was awesome. Those people were awesome. Uh, you know, I, I'm glad that I have a bunch of those people with me in uh, Hex, or at least in the Discord, even if they're not in the uh, guild, like Grab. Mm -hmm. You know, Grab is old fam. Even if he has never taken one step into Hex, he still, you know, is in Discord, and I'm I'm glad he keeps in touch. He, he uh, I consider them my family, man. I, I miss those guys. He murked a long uh, time. Yeah, he did. And, uh, yeah. So, I don't know. That's that's the one that... I don't really care about all the other times I, I quit the game for a while and came back, but that's the one time where I was like, yeah, I I wish I would have done things a little bit differently it's there. That's the one that got away. There's, there's some regret. There's some regret. And it's it's a little bit more in-depth than that, but that that'll that's an entirely different story. That 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 requires a lot of explanation. If you're TBO, you know what I'm talking about, so just know I it, there's regret. <laughs> yeah, most most people in TBO are not going to hear this. Most of them don't have internet. <laughs> what? They don't do. They just don't. They're not online anymore. After you left them, you think they're going to show themselves yeah, anymore, dude? They felt abandoned and hurt. I occasionally see old TBO members just running around in random guilds here or there, mm -hmm. but uh, they're members that, no offense if they hear this, but they weren't really part of the core. So I see him, and I'm just like, oh, cool, he still plays. And then I just keep going on about my day. <laughs> yeah. There's, a, like, Barry. Uh, did you know Barry? <clears throat> Barry? Barry's in Black Rose, and there's a couple other people in Black Rose, too, that were in either TBO or in uh, Bloodthirst. So it's, it's kind of funny how often I run into people, too. They're like, oh, hey, you were in Hex, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, were, were you in Hex before? And they're like, no, I was in TBO. I'm like, oh. Cool. Yeah. I yeah, I TBO 99% of the people that listen to this podcast will not know what TBO is, and that is totally okay. But to me, I like to think that for the the small time that TBO was around and relevant, we uh we made some we made some waves and we did things that were fun and interesting and we did things that were um TB that's how I would. That's how I would like to run a guild. We did things that were fun for us, and we didn't give a shit what other people said, did, you know, whatever. Um, at the end of the day, we were a community that did things for us. The TBO so. stands for the Blood Oath for those. Yeah, TBO stands for the Blood They're Oath. They're basically like they were the corrupt of two years ago. <laughs> Yikes, dude! Don't don't bring corrupt down to our dude, level. <laughs> just dropping in bombs and being awful. And... Whoa, okay, we weren't that Whoa, bad. Whoa, <laughs> I remember the McCadries, dude. I'll never forget. We were uh, we were toxic, but we were uh, we weren't really toxic. That's the thing. Literally, Mina coined us a phrase, and I still appreciate that phrase to this day. It was "be cancer, not toxic." <laughs> yeah, it's good. I like that. Yeah, I thought it was a. Uh, I thought it was good. I I I I liked it personally. Our Reddit commenters could learn a thing or two from that phrase. <laughs> they could. They could. They could. 
Yeah, so, uh, that's also why, by the way, like, a lot of guilds shit on Coupon for, like, dropping on T1s and playing Dynasty Warriors. I, I, I try not to do that as much as I can, because at the end of the day, it's very hypocritical for me to run a guild that literally did shit only for itself, and then, like, criticize Coupon for just doing what they want to do, you know? So... That's why, as much as I think, like, yeah, Coupon is, you know, not fun for a lot of the actual T1 guilds, I can't really shit on them too much, just because it would be very hypocritical of me to do so. And with that, um, I think it's time to come to a close. I do... We're calling it there? Is it's it time? time? It's getting time. I have to I have to start preparing for a node war soon. You probably do, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's seven. Wow, I didn't even realize it was that late. Time flies, man. When you're having fun. Well, most of, you were playing Shadow Arena. I was I was <laughs> out here solo the whole time. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, you were playing at them. Don't dude. you know? Don't, don't don't throw me under the bus I here. I know. I got all sorts of items too. Did you actually? How's the new patch? Let's bring some anthem discussion <laughs> into this. How's the new patch? Do you like it? Uh, I do, but it. Is it a noticeable it difference? It is, but they need to increase the drop rate still. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. Not enough? It's not enough, no. Huh. I- That's surprising coming from a BDO player that grinds for 10 hours a day. Well, the problem is is, is it's kind of like Diablo in that it has the random, um, random stats on the bottom. So when you get an item, the item isn't just good by itself. It has to have good rolls on the bottom, and the rolls can be absolute dog shit. So they improve the rolls, but they still can be uh, bad. But because yeah. they can be bad, you kind of need them to drop a lot, so you have higher, more chances at getting good rolls. So, I don't know. So would you recommend Anthem to a friend? Yeah, I think it's a fun game. I mean... Uh, everyone complains about the end game, but I don't. Really I told know why. this is what I told my friends. You can get it. You can apparently. This is what I've been told. You can apparently get uh, the premium thing and get access right. to it from the premium thing. Only costs fifteen dollars, right. so you can pay fifteen dollars to play Anthem for a month. And if after that month you're like, dude, this game's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to keep playing it. We're totally shilling for Anthem right now. I'm well aware of that. But if after one month you're like, dude, I love Anthem, you can just pay it. And then, you know, you have the right. game. Uh, and if you don't like it, then whatever. You spent $15 on it. Like, who cares? Yeah, that's the other thing. Is Also, there's other... I think with that $15 a month thing, you can try out other games. I also don't really recommend the $15 a month thing, mostly because I hate Origin and fuck them. I would rather just buy the game... <laughs> Uh, yeah, at the loss, like even with the chance of losing money on a game that ends up sucking, because yeah, I really, really hate, I hate Origin, like with a deep, deep passion. I hate anyone who makes their own, uh, like game, like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like Steam makes their own Steam equivalent. Like really despise that. Yeah. Like, there's a reason people like Steam, because they can have all their, their, their shit in one place, you know? So, I'm with you. I'm with you. Don't like Origin very much at all. But, as I die here to the striker, because I can't seem to land a single CC on him, we shall end the podcast there. Make sure you guys leave a comment on, uh, you know, what your thoughts are on the things we talked about. You can call me a crazy conspiracy theorist for that whole uh, EU thing I got into there. Uh, that, 
That's not, I wasn't playing that up. That is truly how I feel, but, you know, whatever. Um, make sure you uh, guys tell us what you want us to talk about next. Uh, we can't always get to it the very next episode, but, you know, we'll try our best. We'll address all the comments, all that stuff. Um, Frosty, you got anything? Uh, sorry. I was, uh, my girlfriend brought me a shot. Um, <laughs> you getting crunk, dude? You're getting crunked. Uh, so, yeah, leave a comment. We're working on the audio. We're trying out new stuff. Um, I know for some people who are as picky as us, the audio last time wasn't great. This time, we're trying to record with multiple tracks so Reslar can adjust the volumes and make it sound as, as good as he can with his ears. And We're, we're doing our best to just make it better in, in general and listen to feedback and read comments. and Like the Musa Maywell topic, I would love to get to it. I just want to make sure that we actually have knowledge on that. It's not that we don't want to talk about it. I would love to talk about it. Um, So yeah, keep leaving comments, leave feedback, let us know what you think. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll see you next time. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, apologies if if you did notice the echo on the last one. Uh, My bad. So hopefully this time it's better. But thanks a lot for watching, guys. Make sure you uh, like, comment, subscribe, you know, whatever the hell. And, uh, yeah, uh, thanks for watching. We'll catch you next time.